You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. How are you all feeling? Anybody feeling good in the basement today? Anybody at all? I'm feeling good, and uh, man, I, uh, I love that last song we just sang, and, and here's why, because I can remember the lyrics, because even if the electricity went out, and all the screens went out, and the lyrics were gone, I, I could stand up here and be like, guys, I know the next line, this is how I fight my battles. It's just so repetitive, which I need, because I can't remember anything at all, um, but anyway, I love our band. They do an amazing job. Let's just show them some love one more time. Hey, we're talking about temptation. Was anybody tempted to hit the snooze button this morning? Anybody tempted? Did anybody hit the snooze button this morning? (laughs) Listen, I'm the pastor, and I thought about hitting the snooze button. I was like, maybe I should hit it. Um, (laughs) But you guys, you you either didn't hit the snooze button, or if you did, you came to church on time. And so high fives all around. Come on, give me some air high fives. You guys, you made it to church. So glad you guys are here. Um, Online family, you hit the snooze button, didn't you? That's why you're online, but you made it online, and so we love that you're hanging out with us. Big shout out to Betty Crystal, who tunes in every um, week from Florida. Hey to the Desmond family, who listens to the podcast in Arizona. Um, Hey to my mom. My mom listens every week, you guys. And uh, how many of you guys know my mom? Anybody know my mom in the room? My mom is the best, and uh, mom, I love you. My mom got um, knee replacement surgery on Thursday. Um, and so what that means is in three months, marshals better watch out. <laughs> like they better get three carts ready because my mom's got a brand new knee and she's got some, she got to make up for lost time. All right. So anyway, love you, mom. Um, love all our online family. And thank you guys for hanging out with us. And uh, we're in this series that we started last weekend called Temptation Survival Guide. And if you weren't here last weekend, I, I had a blast last weekend. I, I got to uh, shoot a water gun at Butch right here, and he didn't even beat me up, so that's a win. I, uh, I tempted you all with Baltimore Ravens-themed Dunkin' Donuts. That was something. Um, I, I got, we got to celebrate my buddy Sean. I don't know where Sean is. Sean's in the room. There, you're right here, man. We celebrated Sean being four and a half years clean last year or last weekend, so that was awesome. And Sean is a Washington football team fan, and I just am happy to report that after the service last weekend, Sean ate a Baltimore Ravens-themed donut. That's a win right there. Like, that's, that's progress, I feel like. Anyway, I had so much fun last weekend. If you missed last weekend, you can catch up on, on the internet as long as the internet exists, okay? So it'll always be on YouTube or wherever, so you can catch up that way. Uh, I wanted to start out today by, by telling you about one of my favorite things. And I thought this was kind of like fitting today. And uh, today, I, I really wanted to invite uh, one of my very best friends to help me preach uh, today. And uh, this friend, it's funny, um, my mom introduced me to this friend when I was like seven years old. And uh, we've been close like ever since, all right? And this friend is there for me on bad days. Th- this friend is my strength when I am weak. This friend is my, my joy or my, my uh, joy when I'm sad, all right, and so I'm really honored to introduce you to my very best friend, Mr. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Anybody love Mountain Dew like me? Anybody? 
four people in the room. All right, you all are just not playing along today, all right? I love Mountain Dew. I had somebody say to me the other day, they're like, Joel, what do you love about it so much? And I didn't even know how to answer the question. I have drank so much Mountain Dew in my life, I don't even taste it anymore. <laughs> That's true, which is how I know I have a problem, which is why back in March, I quit Mountain Dew. And, and like, I, I did. I quit Mountain Dew. I was really proud of myself. And I even stood right here on the stage, and I said, I'm Mountain Dew sober. <laughs> and you all, like, cheered for me. Was anybody here when that happened? Man, that was great. I did it, guys. I quit Mountain Dew in March, and then I started drinking again back in May. <laughs> and here's what happened. All right, um, one day I had my kids in my car with me, and uh, I, I kept on driving by Royal Farms, which, by the way, like, are there more Royal Farms in Sussex County than there are people? Like, they're everywhere. Like, I know I, I like their fried chicken, but I don't know if we need that many Royal Farms. But we have Royal Farms all over the place. And Royal Farms has always been my Mountain Dew dealer. And so I was just driving with my kids in the car, past, past the Rofo. And it is, it's wild, guys. My car automatically pulled into the parking lot. I didn't know I had self-driving technology, all right? But like auto-driving technology. My car, though, it pulled right into the, the Royal Farms parking lot. And my kids were like, Daddy, what, what, what are we doing here? And I was like, I don't know. Let's just go in and find out. <laughs> and my kids, listen, my kids, they're, they're normally with me when I go into Royal Farms. So they've seen like my battle with the Lord's nectar, you know, since forever, all right? So they, they, have, they have learned to entertain themselves in Royal Farms, and what they do is they, they find all the free stuff in Royal Farms, and they stuff it in their pockets. And so anyway, I go into Royal Farms. I take my kids with me. I saw the glow of the fountain soda machine, and I was immediately drawn in. I got like a bucket of Mountain Dew, and I like killed 60 days of Mountain Dew sobriety right there. And my kids peeled away from me, and they start like getting all the free stuff. And so they're getting like napkins. They're getting straws. They're getting lids. My, my kids, this is true, they, they love... Uh, the receipts that people leave at the, the self-checkout line, they call them tickets. And Nixon's like, Daddy, I got tickets. And so like, I started chasing around my kids, trying to get them from taking all this stuff. And then Nora finds a paper bag. She starts stuffing her free stuff in the paper bag. She's putting like mayonnaise packets in there. My boy Nixon peels away from me, and he finds the party platter brochure uh, display. And he starts stuffing party platter brochures in his pants. And I'm like running around Royal Farms. I'm spilling Mountain Dew at this point. I'm like, no, 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 stop, stop. Don't touch that. Nixon, get away from the party platter brochures, okay? And like then Nora started putting things that cost money in her, her paper bag. She found a $3.99 Godiva chocolate bar. I'm like, no, you cannot have that. And then Nixon starts stalking people at the self-checkout line, okay? And he's asking them for their tickets. And things are going off the rails, in the Royal Farms, when I'm just trying to get myself my mountain, my first Mountain Dew, you guys. And, and the cashier, she looked at me and she was like, oh, your kids are so cute. I'm like, really? Do you want one? You can, well, you did here, take this one, okay? <laughs> but apparently, like my family, we should not be allowed in Royal Farms because like our, my family's greatest temptations are in Royal Farms, okay? Our, my family's greatest temptations are Mountain Dew and free mayonnaise packets, I guess. I don't know. But did you know... We all have a, a top one or two greatest temptations. Did, did, did you know that? So today, what I want you to do is I want you to, to listen to this message through the lens of maybe your top one or two greatest temptations. 
Now, I'm, I'm going to help you kind of like get in the mode to think about this. And so um, I have a question we're going to throw on the screen. And uh, here's a question. What's your greatest temptation? I want you to think how you would answer this. Now, don't, don't write it down because somebody next to you will look. And they'll be like, oh, Lord, who is this person? Okay, so don't just, I just want you to think. And I'm going to give you 10 seconds to think about what your greatest temptation is. We got like some real chill, hot vibe music to play with this. And just so you don't like feel bad while you're thinking about this. So just 10 seconds, think about what your greatest temptation is and go. You feeling relaxed? You're like, no, I just thought you made me think about my greatest temptation. I'm not feeling relaxed. Um, uh, you guys got it? You got your, your greatest temptation over here? Got it? Okay, Carrie, we're going to start with you. All right, I'm going to give you the mic. You just tell us your deepest, darkest secrets and then pass the mic around and we'll just all share everything. Just kidding. We're not going to. Amazon, you just said it. There it is. Some people can relate to that. Um, no, I'm not going to make you do that. Listen, if we passed the mic around and we shared our greatest temptations, wouldn't that be the most entertaining church service ever? Yes. We'd, all, we'd all be taking notes for the first time ever in church. Like, oh, this is some good stuff right here. Um, yes. Now, I don't know what you, you thought of for your, your top one or two greatest temptations. And, and so, like, I don't know what came to mind during the elevator music. But I have some examples. You know, maybe for you, um, you thought, Joel, I love to overeat. Or, Joel, I'm addicted to sugar. <laughs> Hello. Right here. Maybe you thought, like, Joel, I am a shopaholic. Amazon app. You know, maybe you buy things that you can't afford with money you don't have. Now, husbands, do not point at your wives. <laughs> Listen, when, when, when ladies buy things that they can't afford, it's an outfit. When guys buy things they can't afford, it's a boat. All right? So, like, <laughs> that's what it is. We are the real problems here, you guys. Um, Maybe for you, your greatest temptation is, is to just criticize everything. You're like a professional criticizer. You're like the, the Tom Brady of criticism. It's like your first Sunday here, and you've already thought of like 14 things you don't like about our church, all right? And I haven't even really started preaching yet, so you're going to get a lot more. Um, maybe, maybe for you it's not criticizing. Maybe it's, it's something in, in a bottle, okay? And I don't mean Mountain Dew. Maybe it's a substance. You know, maybe it's a website. Maybe it's gambling. <clears throat> Fantasy football. Maybe for you, you're thinking, oh, I don't, I don't struggle with any of that stuff. But you know who does? The person next to me. Oh, they got, like, oh, listen, Joe, I'm glad they are in church today because, listen, give me the mic. I'll tell you all about their problems. All right. If that's what you're thinking, all right, your biggest temptation is pride. P R I D E. You can write it down on your little sheet like pride. Like, the thing is, we all have a top one or two greatest temptations. We all have a kryptonite. And, and I, I get that out of our anchor verse for this series. And this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse 12. And here's what it says. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. Which means this topic about temptation, this is an all-skate. Now, who's been, who was around in the 80s and 90s and you know how to, like, skate backwards? You know, you know the all-skate? Yeah. That was when everybody could go out on the rink. All right, Butch, I knew you could skate backwards, man. I'm not even surprised. <laughs> but in the 80s, like all, they called it all skate. You all got out there. All right, we're all in the rink on this one. All right, and so we, we all struggle with temptation. But this is where it gets good. This verse says, and God is faithful. 
He will not. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, all right, now this is, this is the why somebody came to church today. When you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Everybody say a way out. Come on, say it, spray it, a way out, a way out, a way out. There it is, all right. You know what that means? That means that God is greater than your greatest temptation. Come on, it means that no matter what your temptation is, God will always give you a way out. He is faithful to us when we are being tempted. Now, I think to get our way out, we got to get the temptation process. Everybody say the temptation process. All right, the temptation process. I don't know if you know this, but every single time you're tempted with a Mountain Dew or what, whatever it is, inside of you, you go through a five-step temptation process. And, and, and so I, I want to lay this out. We'll put this on the screen. This is the temptation process. It starts with a thought. Then it moves to imagination. Then we justify it. Then we make a choice. And if we give into it, then we sin. And so these five steps, you can, it can take you a month to go through all five steps. Or if you're good like me, like I'm an overachiever when I give in to temptation, I can do all this in like five seconds or less. I'm like real good, all right, like super good at the temptation process. But it's a thought that leads to imagination, that leads to justification, that leads to a choice, and then leads to a sin. Anybody need an example? I'll give you an example. Anyway, okay. Um, so uh, all of, like, I don't know why, but like all of my biggest issues happen in royal farms. It just does. Um, but anyway, so uh, I, does anybody go to the self-checkout thingy? Whenever you're in a grocery store or whatever, you're somewhere, you go to the self-checkout thingy. Oh, man. If my, my life goal is if I can go in and out of the grocery store without talking to anybody, I, I am living the dream. I, all the introverts just whisper amen, like, Man, yeah, see, you don't want to say it loud because you're an introvert. Anyway, um, so there's a self-checkout thingy at, at the Royal Farms. And so three times since I've given up or, you know, gone back on the do here, um, I've gone to the self-checkout thingy in Royal Farms, and I put my money in, thirty-five exact change, and it spit money back out of me like I just won the publisher clearinghouse. This is true. Okay, one time $5 came out of me. One time, $6 came out of me. The last time, $17 came out of me. And I thought, if that is not the Lord's favor, I do not know what it is. <laughs> and so money came out of Mr. Rofo. His machine started spitting money out at me. And, and I went through the temptation process. Thought, I really like money. Money makes me happy. Imagination, that $17 could buy me 12.59 Mountain Dews justification. It's not my fault that Mr. Rofo put more money in his chicken-making machines than his cash-giving machines. Maybe the Lord is trying to bless me today. Choice. I could take the money and, in my view, sin, or I could give the money to the cashier and, in my view, make the Lord happy and make me sad. So what did I do? I sinned. Okay, of course. No, just kidding. I did not sin. I gave, I gave all the money back because my kids have taken at least $17 in free mayonnaise packets, so it's the least I could do. But in five seconds, I went through the temptation 
Process, thought, imagination, justification, choice, sin. All right, L- let me give you another example. Um, maybe for you, let's say buying an outfit is a sin. Now, obviously, buying an outfit is not a sin, but let's imagine you already have 17 outfits that you've never worn before. And you see the perfect outfit. Thought. I'm kind of sad. Um, an outfit would make me happy. Imagination. Oh, I can see the Instagram comments now. Girl, girl, you look so good. Heart emoji, heart emoji, smiley face, smiley face, fire. (laughs) Justification. I haven't bought an outfit since Tuesday. (laughs) Choice. Well, I'll only buy it if it's on sale. Oh, glory to God, it's 25% off. I'll take three of them. Sin. Okay, right? So what happened? Thought, imagination, justification, choice, sin. Have you ever been, have you ever, you, have you gone down this path before? We've all, just yesterday. That's a lot later than a lot of us. We did it this morning, like in the worship service, right? I don't know. And, and so, well, let me ask you a question. All right, what was the first step in the process? Thought, thought. Now, what would happen today, what would happen right now if you decided at step one, I'm going to crush this temptation. Well, what would happen today if you decided, I'm not even going to get to the point where I'm imagining how great this thing could be? Would that help you fight against temptation, yes or no? Yes. And so today, I really want to just give you two quick thoughts on how you stop trying to resist temptation and you start trying to eliminate temptation. Let's stop trying to resist it and let's eliminate it on the front end, all right? And so if you're taking notes or taking pictures of the screen, my, my first point of two today is this. Submit to God before. Everybody say before. before. Submit to God before you succumb to temptation, before you give in to temptation. Now, I'm curious. Has anybody here ever thought, I just can't resist it? I can't resist it. Okay. It's about 10% of the room I got on that. Okay. Let me get the rest of you in it, on it. How, how many of you um, drank coffee this morning? Drank coffee? Okay, that's, that's good. Got it right now, right there. Okay, hands down. How many of you are willing right now to say for the next 30 days, I will not drink any coffee at all? Let's raise your hands. Okay, there's four people, five people who raised their hands. The rest of you that raised your hands earlier, you did not raise your hands. Why? Because you can't resist coffee, Right? There's certain things that we just can't resist. Now, the five of you that raise your hand, now you, now you don't have coffee for 30 days. That's on you. Um, listen, there, there's some things. Yeah, I don't drink coffee either. There's some things that we can't resist. Now, today, most of my illustrations have to do with food. I don't know if I was, like, hungry when I wrote this message or what. But anyway, um, so back, back in uh, March, when I told you all that, I got up here and I said, you know, I'm Mountain Dew free, and I gave up Mountain Dew. Um, I also, at the same time, decided I was going to go on a diet. Anybody here on a diet, like currently, or you're watching what you're eating at all? Anybody? Oh, look at look at this. A lot of people here. Cheers to trying to look like Butch next summer. All right, so. Uh, but if you're not on a diet, please eat a piece of bacon for the rest of us. Take one for the team for the rest of us. Um, but back in March, I decided I'm going to like be like a, a rabbit, basically. And so I basically was eating like fruits, vegetables, nuts, whole grains, but I would eat chicken. So I was like a chicken-eating rabbit, all right? And so anyway, I, I don't know. But I was doing great, you guys. 
Like I was, I was killing my diet. I even, by the middle of the summer, I had, I think I got a two pack. I do. I think I think two, two of them came in and I thought the other four were coming. All right. And my wife, speaking of temptation, she saw my two pack and she was tempted. Over the summer, I had to keep on telling her, like, listen, honey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not just a piece of meat. I'm a, per, I'm a person with feelings. But she just kept coming after me. Um, anyway, I just made that all up. Anyway, <laughs> so I was doing great. I had five, I had two desserts in a matter of five months. Was that, was that killing it? Was that killing it? Was that doing good? Was it being strong? I was being strong, and then I came to church one Sunday, and uh, we decided we were going to give out caramel corn to people who signed up for a Bayshore group, and, and, and Cotter bought like 20 buckets of, of caramel corn, also known as crack, <laughs> legal drugs. So we brought all these legal drugs in here. We didn't get rid of all the buckets. At the end of the service, Cotter came to me. I, I didn't get um, Dolly's. Uh, we had Dolly's popcorn that day. We got, I got Fisher's today. All right. Cotter came to me, and he's like, do you want... Do you want to take home a bucket of popcorn? And I was like, Cotter, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I, got, I have a two-pack. <laughs> I'm not eating that sort of thing, all right? But I said, I'll, I'll, I'll take a, I will take a bucket home for my family. <laughs> so I, I took the bucket, and I got in my car, and uh, put the, put, we're calling Fisher. We, I put Fisher in the passenger seat, strapped Fisher in. And, and I turned my radio on when I was driving home. And, and, the, and the first song I heard was, my mind is telling me no, but my body. And I was like, oh, no, I'm about to be tempted by Mr. Fisher here. And so I turned away from Fisher popcorn. I, ch- I changed the radio station. And I heard, hello, is there anybody out there? And I thought, the bucket's talking to me. So somebody's in the bucket. And so I took the lid off the bucket to see if there was anybody in there. There was nobody in the bucket, but then I smelled Mr. Fisher. And Mr. Fisher smelled real good, you guys. So I turned away. I turned around, okay? And then I changed the radio station and said, turn around. Every now and then I fall apart. Guys, I fell apart is what I'm trying to say. I fell apart in my car. I ate the entire bucket of popcorn on the ride home. Now, I, I didn't eat the whole bucket. I did leave one layer for my family, like the bottom layer, but I didn't tell them about it. I, got, I, I put this in our pantry, but at about 4 p.m., I went in the pantry in the dark, and I ate the rest of the popcorn, you guys. I could not resist the popcorn. How, how many of you have something, sometimes you're like, I just can't resist. I just can't resist it. Okay, all right, thank you. Some of you are playing Honest Church. That's good, that's good. And so, like, what I, what I mean by this is, like, you can be having the greatest streak in the world. You can have, like, the 30-day the sober coin in your pocket. You can have, like, that story of how you overcame all adversity to be your temptation. You can have a two-pack. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're like, I just, I just can't resist it. Come on, who am I preaching to? Doesn't that happen? I just, I just can't resist it. And I wonder if we're trying to resist temptation in the wrong order. I wonder if when we fight temptation, the first thing that we should do isn't resist the temptation. The first thing that we should do is submit to God. I wonder if the first thing that we should do is submit to God because we don't have the power on our own to resist the temptation. And here, here's what I get this from. All right, this is, this is from Jesus' half-brother, James. And this is what, what James says. And I want you to notice the order. All right, James says, submit yourselves then to God. Everybody say step one. 
That's the first thing he says. Then, and only after we do that, we can resist the devil and he will flee from you. So first, we submit ourselves then to God. All right, now you might be thinking like, oh, okay, Pastor Joel, Pastor Joel. Um, why, why, why do I like submit to God first? Here's why. All right, we'll all say this together. Just say this. Because I'm not strong enough. Even if my name's Butch. Just say this. Even if Tony Robbins told me I was strong enough. Sorry, no one else is playing along. Okay, that's good. That's fine. That's all right. But listen, listen. Being a Jesus follower does not mean that you will not face temptation. It just means that you won't face temptation alone. And so, so what do we do? We, we submit to God before we succumb, before we give in to temptation. Let, let me tell you what, what I'm doing, and uh, i, I got to kind of do a pastor confession to tell you this. Um, I'm probably the only one in the room. I'm sure I'm the only one. But the first thing that I do whenever I wake up in the morning is I get on my phone. Actually, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is go to the bathroom. That's because that's how the Lord made me. But the second thing I do is I get on my phone. Anybody else like get on your phone first thing in the morning, get on your phone? Oh, yeah, listen, you got to check the weather out, people. Got to check Apple News. Got to make sure that you got to check your bank account so you didn't buy anything in the middle of the night that you didn't know about, right? And so for years, the first thing I've done is get on my phone and, and you know, just look around for like 20 minutes or something. But the, about a month ago, I had this thought, like, maybe I should spend the first 20 minutes of my day with the Lord and not my iPhone, Pastor Joel. The Holy Spirit calls me Pastor Joel to convict me. Okay, it makes me feel bad about myself. Okay, so anyway, so about a month ago, I decided, okay, the first thing I'm going to do in the morning is not like get on my phone. The first thing I'm going to do is sit at my table and I'm going to read my Bible and I'm, I'm going to pray. Because for me, I'm just starting to feel a little convicted that if I want God to be first in my life, maybe he should be first in my day. And so um, the, for, for a month, I, I sit at the, the dining room table, I read my Bible and I, and I say a similar prayer every morning. And I say this, I say, God, before I go into my day, would you, would you just like, you know, guard my mind from being tempted? Would you guard my eyes from seeing anything that could tempt me? Would you guard my feet from walking me into the rofo, which tempts me? Would you like guard my, my ears from hearing things that tempt me? Would you guard my mouth from saying things that I should not say, primarily about Steelers fans? And I go through this whole thing. I do it every single morning. And, and what I'm doing is I'm saying, God, I'm relying on you to start my day so that, I, so that you will help me fight my battles throughout the day. And so I want to submit to God first so I don't succumb to temptation later on in my day. And I've only been doing this for a month. I'm telling you, though, it's helped me so much. It's helped me, you know, resist temptation. Now, I, I don't know about you. I, I don't know what you start your day with. Maybe you start your day at, at Starbucks. I used to call it five bucks. But then inflation, so now it's seven bucks, okay? So um, every time you go there, you spend seven bucks. Anyway, uh, maybe you start your day uh, by, by watching Gail King and CBS this morning. Maybe you start your day on YouTube watching Mr. Beast videos. I love Mr. Beast. I'm a fan. Um, I don't know how you start your day, but what would happen if you changed how you started your day? What, what would happen if, if you started your day by on your commute to work, you started listening to the Bible app? Did you know apps will read the Bible to you? Like, how cool is that? Apps will read the Bible to you. I'm pretty sure the narrator for the NIV version is James Earl Jones. I can't prove it, but one day I was listening to the Bible app, and he said, like, 
I am your father? And I was like, that was Darth Vader. Like, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, James Earl Jones, I think. Anyway, uh, maybe you start your day um, by, by, uh, by praying. My buddy Andy in the back, he has a prayer chair. And he, and he sits in a specific chair, and he prays every day. Maybe you find a chair in your house that's not near your children, and you pray. You know, maybe for you, you download the Bridge app and listen to some elevation worship in the morning to get your day started, because, I don't know, call me old school, but I'm not really sure, like, Machine Gun Kelly and Kanye are going to keep you from temptation during the day, you know? And so maybe you start... There. And so what are you doing? You're submitting to God first so that you don't succumb to temptation later on. And, and one of the things that I believe is I, I struggle beating temptation, and, and a lot of it is because I'm, I'm relying on myself. I can't rely on myself. i got to rely on God because I believe when we start our day by relying on God, we don't have to end our day by relying on something that's going to make us sin. And so what do we do? Step number one, we submit to God before we succumb to temptation. Here's my last idea. It's this. Resist the devil by eliminating temptation. Resist the devil by eliminating temptation. So let's go back to um, James chapter 4, verse 7. So this is the first part we just talked about. Submit yourselves then to God. And then the very next thing on three, let's read this together. One, two, three. Resist the devil. devil, And good news, he will flee from you. Now, um, I'm going to illustrate it this way. Uh, and I'm a little, you know, embarrassed to tell a story, but I'm gonna tell a story anyway. Um, and I've told this story to people before and people have said, Joel, that's not true. You're making, you're making this story up. Guys, this story is true. This is 100% true. And it happened like five or six years ago uh, at, our, at our old house that we used to live in. And we used to have an empty lot next to our house, which if you ever had an empty lot next to your house, it's like you just doubled your property size. It's great. I used to golf over there. I'm a terrible golfer, by the way, but I, that was like my, my driving range over there. And, and so like I used to go over there and hit golf balls. And, and like I said, I'm terrible at golf. Never invite me to play golf with you. You'll be tempted to hit me with a nine iron. Like, I'm terrible at golf, but it was an empty lot. So I would go over there and hit golf balls. And another thing I did over there is uh, we, we used to like dump our old scraps over there. That's a little secret between you, you and I. All right, I'll put all the scraps in the lot next to us that I didn't know who owned it, but it wasn't me, and I just threw all our scraps over there. And so uh, one, one night, uh, Stacy had given me a bowl of like three-week-old mystery meat that had been in the refrigerator forever. You know, you find stuff in the refrigerator, you're like, I don't even know what that is. It was one of those things. I didn't know what it was. And so she gave me this, this bowl of stuff to throw in, in you know, the lot next to us. So I go out there and um, it, was, it was in the fall and it had all overgrown. Like the greenskeeper for the golf course had not taken care of it. All right, it was like all overgrown, but I had this little scrap path. And I was walking down the scrap path and I'm holding the, the mystery meat bowl of all this leftover stuff to throw away in the, the scrap lot. And like mystery meat juice was getting on my hand. So I was like dry heaving, carrying this. And then... <laughs> I'm carrying this, this bowl, and true story, this turkey walks right out on the middle of the path, like 10 feet away from me, and just stares at me. Now, if you know anything about turkeys, turkeys are very flighty animals, all right? which is funny because they can't fly very good. Sorry, that's my turkey joke for the day. <laughs> flighty, can't fly. Anyway, um, this turkey was not flighty at all. This turkey was just like staring me down, you guys. And he had turkey talons. Like, looked like a velociraptor. 
looked like Wolverine, all right, had these turkey talons. And so this turkey, all right, it started to walk towards me. And this is where I'm embarrassed to admit that I got scared of the turkey. And I started to do the moonwalk. And then, let's call him Tom the turkey. Tom the turkey started walking at me a little faster. And I started moonwalking a little bit more. Then Tom the turkey charged me. True story. I dropped my bowl and I ran, you guys. I was like doing like, woohoo. Okay, I was like doing moonwalking out of there. I'm sure my wife was looking out like the, the kitchen window like my husband has lost his mind. Like, I'm just like throwing bowls and like running away. I never do any scraps over there ever again because I got chased out of the lot by a turkey. That happened. How many of you do not believe me? A few people. I See, every time I tell the story, nobody believes me. That story happened. I am still traumatized by it. And the moral of the story is, if I were Bo Dukes, I would have stood up to the turkey. <laughs> Bo Dukes would have been like, Tom the turkey, you know, you look, you look like Thanksgiving dinner is what you look like. I think Bo Dukes would have just been like, huh, huh. All right, but me, the thing was like, Gah. and I was like, oh. <laughs> but Bo, Bo Dukes would not have done that, okay? He would have been like, huh, okay? And here's my point. When we feel outmatched, we want to run. We want to get out of Dodge. But I, I want to go back to the verse. If you can put up James 4, verse 7, one more time. James doesn't say run from the devil. And there's a point and a place where you do need to run from the devil. But James says resist the devil. In other words, stand up to the devil. Why? Because we are not outmatched by the devil. I, I don't know about you, but I think some of us, we got to stop running from the devil, and we got to start standing up to him. And it's not because we're strong, it's because God in us is strong. And so when you're facing your greatest temptation, and it's like you're going through the whole temptation process, look, you know, you need to know you started your day by submitting to God, and so he is helping you fight that battle. And so you look right at the devil, and you go, Hoo. come on, somebody get in this woman, go, Hoo. all right, some of you did that, I was surprised that you even did that, that's good, okay. But listen, we don't need to run for the devil, and here's why. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in every single Jesus follower. Because our God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. This week I was thinking about it. I'm so tired of the devil. I'm so tired of feeling like he's got my number. Like feeling like he, he, he can beat me. All right, listen, I've read the end of the Bible. I've read the book. Our team wins. Guys, we should celebrate. Our team wins. Our team wins. And so we can stand up to the devil, not because we are strong enough, but because Christ in us is stronger than that devil, the turkey. He is a turkey. And so listen, he is a second place loser. He loves us hang in the dark and kind of like pretend like he's got our number. But I'm telling you, when I read the Bible, God wins every single time. There is not one example of God losing the war to the devil. And so when he starts reminding you of how many times you've lost, remind him of how many times he's lost. And so, listen, Christ in me and Christ in you is stronger than any evil desire in us. And, and one of the, if you're taking notes, we'll, we'll, I'll put this on the screen. One of the best ways to resist temptation is to eliminate it whenever we can. One of the best ways to resist temptation is to eliminate it whenever you can. There's this... Really funny proverb, and it's funny to me because it's written by um, David to his son Solomon. 
And you can, it's like a father to a, a dad, and you can, you can feel the dad talk. Where the dad's at in the room? Oh, yeah, come on. Dads, we have a little dad speak sometimes, don't we? A little dad talk. You can hear the dad talk in this. All right, this is Proverbs 4, 14 through 15. This is a dad talking to a son. He says, son, do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of the evil do- doers. I think Solomon was like, okay, dad, I, I got it. No, 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 I don't think you got it, son. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go your own way. And I think Solomon was like, okay, dad, I got it. You, four times I got you, like, avoid it. Okay. No, 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 I don't think you got it, son. All right, don't walk on the path. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go your own way. Okay, no, 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 son, avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go your own way. In other words, get out of Dodge. Run, Forrest, run. Okay, you need to avoid the path. And so one of the best ways to eliminate temptation or, or to resist temptation is to eliminate it. Now, I'll, I'll end with this, and I, I don't, I don't want to disappoint anybody. You all have been, like, pretty serious today. Maybe the way I'm talking is serious. I, I don't know, but I don't want to disappoint anybody with this. Um, but this is 100% true. There's people in the room who can verify this. Before I was a pastor, I was actually a man. Listen, let me say it this way. Before I glowed in the dark and my Bible hovered above my desk, okay, before I was a pastor, I, I, was, a, I was a human being like you all. It, Bo Dukes can, can verify this. I knew Bo back in the day when I was a human being, and I faced like normal temptation just like anybody else. I don't face that anymore, but like back when I was a, a, an actual human being, like I, before I was a man of the cloth, okay, I was a man that had n- normal temptations. It's okay to laugh in church, okay? The pastor's bad jokes, all right? My point is this. I am no different than you all when it comes to sin and temptation. Like, I get tempted just like everybody in the room, okay? I face the same temptations that you all face, uh, that, that you, the whole section faces. I'm just ja- as jacked up as this whole section minus the front row, okay? Like, I'm just, I'm just kidding, you guys. But I, I, I struggle with temptation just like anybody else. Now, I don't know if you know this, but men are, um, are vulnerable visually, Man, if, if you know what I'm talking about, just give me an eyebrow frow. You see, no, see there, okay, some of you are playing along, okay. Now listen, ladies, you, you, don't, you all aren't saints either. You're all vulnerable visually too. You, you, listen, you didn't go see Aquaman with Jason Momoa because you like the storyline. You're all vulnerable visually too, okay, but men can be vulnerable visually. And um, I, used, I used to have Instagram. And uh, I loved Instagram because I followed like three categories of people. I followed preachers, surfers, and this page called Senate Billy. I don't know if Senate Billy is still a page or not, but I love Senate Billy. Okay, so um, so when I would get on Instagram, I like go through the, the scroll. I get into the scrollies, and I would be like, I see a picture of a preacher. I'm like, yeah, I see a preacher, picture of a surfer. Yeah, then Senate Billy, and I'd start laughing because it's a funny page. And and then I started noticing like I would see a picture of like somebody dressed like Eve from Genesis. I'm like, well, why, why is that in, in my, my feed? And so I was like, okay, maybe it's like an algorithm problem, okay? So I'll just keep scrolling down. Okay, so let's see like a picture of a preacher and then a surfer and then send it Billy. And then like a picture of somebody wearing less than even Genesis. And I didn't even know that was possible. And so well, one day I was like, why do I keep trying to fight this temptation when I can just get rid of Instagram? And as much as I love Send It Billy, I don't need to see a teeny-weeny yellow polka dot in, you know, bikini every single day. 
And so, I, listen, guys, I went nuclear. I went crazy. I deleted my Instagram. And you might say, Joel, are you really that weak? And I, I would say, all humility aside, maybe I'm that wise. I don't know. <laughs> but I got rid of Instagram. I got rid of Facebook, too, for different reasons. All right, mainly political. All right, so anyway, I got out of there. But this, this is what I, I have learned. And maybe this is for somebody today. All right. Why in the world would I try to resist the temptation tomorrow that I have the power to eliminate today? Why would I resist the temptation tomorrow that I have the power to eliminate today? Some of you, this is your moment. All right, this is where you get your power back. This is where, this is where you find your how. Maybe for you, you're like, you know, I, I, just, I, I just can't resist eating all the food. Okay, I, I love food. I like, I love, listen, I can eat some Fisher's popcorn like Joey Chestnut can eat some hot dogs. All right, like I can, you know, sit in the closet and eat all the, pop, you know, popcorn like pa- Pastor Joel in his, his pantry. Maybe for you, what you do is, is you don't go to the avenue where Fisher's popcorn is. Instead, you go to the grocery store and you stand in the toilet paper aisle. Because you can't get in trouble on the toilet paper aisle, <laughs> except during COVID you could, all right, because you couldn't take too much toilet paper. Anyway, but maybe for you it's, it's alcohol. You don't go to the bar. You get a restraining order against all the bars. You just, you don't go. Maybe for you it's drugs. Maybe you get rid of all your friends who do drugs. <laughs> you know, maybe um, for you, 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 you're married, but there's a lady at work, and she, she thinks you're cute, and she winks at you. And she compliments your braided leather belt from the 90s. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you do? You quit your job. <laughs> or you get another job. Or you definitely get another belt, okay? Whatever you got to do. <laughs> Wear three belts, whatever, all right? You know, maybe you have Amazon-itis. <laughs> You're on a first-name basis with the UPS guy because he comes so many days with your Amazon packages. What you need to do is you need to upgrade your phone. You, you need to get a phone that, that, like, you need to get one of these phones. Flip phone. <laughs> Where you cannot have the Amazon app, okay? Like, <laughs> you need to go retro, old school. And you might say, Joe, are you really that serious? I am really that serious. <laughs> because what did David say to his son Solomon? Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your own way. Somebody say, run for us, run. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bayshore Podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore. It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.